Hi, and welcome to the Movement Diaries, a no-holds-barred podcast where we'll unpack all things exercise and movement within the world of the no-pain, no-gain fitness culture. Hosted by me, movement coach Jordana Edelstein, we'll dive into why exercise has notoriously become all about self-punishment, fixing what's wrong with how your body looks, and burning off last night's pizza rather than simply feeling good and strong in your own skin. Let's have some honest, candid conversations about how to shift the all-or-nothing mindset around fitness and reclaim movement and exercise as a way to feel capable, confident, and empowered in your own body and mind. Ready to break the rules of exercise with me? Let's get started. Hey friends, it's episode 92 of the Movement Diaries. And what's really cool is that when you listen to this, I'm going to be in Greece. (laughs) Um, I'm recording this on Monday, August 15th, and we're leaving on Sunday evening, August 21st. Um, Super excited. We've been planning this trip for a year, and I can't believe it's finally here. And I wanted to share that because I thought really long and hard about this and made the decision to not record and publish a new episode for the next two weeks. Um, I am a, I'm very kind of uh, structured and disciplined with myself. And this is episode 92 and I'm so close to a hundred episodes. And I really went back and forth about like, I want to go straight through and I don't want to miss a week. And I've never, so I started this podcast in November of 2020 and I've published an episode every Monday since then. And so I really like struggled with whether or not to do episodes while I was away. And the reality is that I wouldn't be recording them. I would, I would need to get them done in advance. And it's been, I was away for a good handful of days over the last few weeks and it's Monday and I have so much to get done this week. I'm like, I just don't think that I can get those episodes done with the quality that I want to. Um, Cause there's a lot of backend work that goes into this. Um, it's not that it's so time consuming. It's just a lot of steps. And I don't want to publish episodes just for the sake of publishing them to say that I never like skipped a week. Um, this is about quality. It's not about like volume and quantity. So there's going to be a little podcast vacation. Um, so there won't be an episode Monday the 29th and there won't, we're going to be back, but there won't be an episode on Monday, September 5th, which is Labor Day because we're going to have just gotten back and I won't be able to do one. So new episodes will resume on Monday, September 12th. And it's going to be a really phenomenal episode. It's actually the one I was going to do today, but I got off a call with a client um, about an hour ago and we had a phenomenal conversation and she said to me, hi, Kim, um, would you do a podcast about this? Because it is something that I would listen to over and over again, because it was so impactful and resonated with me so strongly. And I was like, hell yes, I will. (laughs) So here I am. This one's for you, Kim. Um, Before I get into it, one other quick announcement, the wait list for Eat With Ease is open. This is my new six-week group coaching program. It's coming in October. The wait list is open now. Add your name if you are interested, even a little bit, because you're going to get first access and I'm going to keep it really small and because you're going to get a 20% discount. So it's kind of like a no-brainer to put your name on there so that you have options. I'm going to be talking about it a ton, but basically it's going to be a skills-based program. So each week of the six weeks, we are going to be working on a specific skill around rebuilding your self-trust with food and helping you have more acceptance ease and trust when it comes to eating and feeling comfortable in your body. And then each week after we learn the skill in our coach, in our group call, in our coaching lesson, 
you will have a specific assignment to practice that skill. Um, and so, you know, and a six week group coaching program is not going to transform your body. It's not going to transform your relationship with food. What six weeks does, especially when it is based on skills and not like rules and like rigidity, is it's going to give you the foundation to transform your relationship with food and transform your relationship with your body when you go off and start practicing these skills with consistency beyond the six weeks. Um, So that's a little bit about what that is. There's going to be a link in the show notes. And obviously, you can find me on social media and sign up. So that's all of that good stuff. Now, let's talk about today's episode. So I was having a conversation with my client, Kim, and we, I'm not going to sort of get into the details of it, um, but basically she asked me if when kind of accepting our bodies and the way they look and the way, I'm going to say mostly about the way they look in terms of where body fat is sitting or what size we are, what shape we are, or certainly like what the scale says, is that settling? Is it kind of like throwing up our hands and saying, all right, I give up, nothing I'm doing is working. And so I'm just going to like settle for what I've got. And that is such a good question because I think there's a lot of, we can very easily sort of conflate acceptance and settling. And here is what we talked through. And this is what I wanted to share because this is actually a really important skill to begin practicing and using not just around this sort of specific topic, but around everything as it relates to learning how to choose foods, learning how to feel less anxious and less obsessed around food and how much time you're spending thinking about food. I had a great conversation with a client about that a couple days ago. That'll be another separate podcast episode. And certainly to rebuild your body image. So here's the idea. Self-compassion is a very important tool. And I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast before. It it is a clinically researched, evidence-based tool. It's not just fluff. And there's two pieces to self-compassion. There is tender self-compassion and there is fierce self-compassion. And tender self-compassion is this idea of kind of creating and holding space for yourself to feel what you're feeling to acknowledge that it's okay, that you can have all the big emotions, that whatever you're going through really sucks and it's hard, and just acknowledging it, not trying to brush it away, not trying to fix it, not trying to say, oh, you know, everything happens for a reason and it'll get better soon, or like any of these sort of platitudes that we use to make ourselves and other people feel better. It's really creating space to feel what you're feeling. And have acceptance around the things that you can't control. And this is where, this is how it kind of relates to like, well, am I settling? So tender self-compassion is around holding space, creating space for your emotions, giving yourself space to feel what you feel, acknowledging all of it, that it's real and raw and big and all of that. And that you don't need to feel ashamed or guilty or compare yourself to what someone else is feeling or marginalize yourself. Or, you know, a lot of times we do the thing where we're trying to have perspective and we'll be like, well, it's not as bad as that person. And I understand that. And I have used that many times and perspective is important. And also we're all allowed to feel how we feel, whether or not our situation is subjectively viewed as better or worse than someone else's. And acknowledging as part of that, what are the things that we can't control about our situation? The other part of self-compassion is what's called fierce self-compassion, and that is about taking action on the things that we can control. 
identifying what those things are and taking action on them, right? And this is kind of where we figure, it's not about settling, right? Settling is just sort of uh, very passively, like giving up and giving in, right? And saying, well, that's it. I guess that's the best I can do. It's good enough and whatever. And it's very passive and there's definitely like a, a, a negative connotation and a feeling of dissatisfaction um, and not really, I think, living by your values, right? Like, I don't think settling for something is anything that anybody with integrity really wants to do. And settling is different than acceptance, right? Because in life, (laughs) there are things we can control and there are things we can't control. And this is going to sound very Buddhist, but a lot of our suffering comes from trying to control the things that we can't control. And so we are endlessly in this just cycle of despair and frustration because we're trying to do something that is literally impossible to do. And I don't mean impossible and like, oh, like reach for the stars kind of thing. No, I mean like you can't control the weather. So if you're like trying to control when it's sunny, you're never going to be able to do it. And so fat loss is a great example of that. We, I know you think you can, but science will tell you you cannot control when, how, and where you lose body fat. Well, you lose body fat by being in a caloric deficit. So how is the yes? You can't control when and where. You can't control when it happens, and you can't control where that body fat comes off. You think you can, but you cannot. So if you're on a diet, and you're losing weight, and you're losing some body fat, but it's not coming off from the place of your body that you're unhappy with, you can't control that. That is where acceptance needs to come in. Tender self-compassion. Fierce self-compassion comes from taking action on the things you can control. So if you are unhappy with how you feel around food and looking in the mirror and how your clothes look and the way you're talking to yourself, those are things you can take action on, right? Learning skills around hunger, hunger and fullness, learning how to deal with emotional eating, learning how to manage cravings, learning how to slow down when you eat, learning how to have a protein, a carbon, a fat at every meal. These are skills, sidebar skills, we're going to be working on an eat with ease that just kind of popped into my head. Those are skills. Those are things you can control. The outcomes of those things you can't control, right? So that fits into the acceptance side. And it is such a futile waste of our mental energy to be pouring it into the things we can't control and then not putting it into the things we can control. And so this is why body acceptance is not settling. So looking at yourself in in the mirror and seeing body fat around your waist for the first time because of hormonal changes, because of a million different changes, and making the choice not to diet, to fix it, is not settling. Because if you're making the choice to like I just said, I'm not going to repeat them all, but work on the skills around eating and work on specific skills to shift the way you're thinking about and talking to yourself and perceiving your body, that is working on what you can control. And that is going to have a much longer term and lasting impact on your life than spinning your wheels, doing something where you can't, on something where you're trying to control the outcome and you just can't. And This is, and learning and and being able to know the difference between those two things is also key. 
identifying what can I control and what can't I control? Because I started this off, not started this off, but I mentioned that we think we can control fat loss, but you can't. And that in and of itself is like a really big, I think, problem and struggle and thing we've something we've been really misled about. Oh, if you do these things, this will happen. If you eat the same way as this person, you'll look like her. If you eat this way, you'll lose 10 pounds this month. There are no guarantees for those things. That's why these like 30-day challenges and this and that and the other thing, and they're like, oh, guaranteed. I'm sorry, but like you can't guarantee anything. Like, because you can't control outcomes. You can only control actions and efforts. And I will say this until I am dead. Because it is one of the most important things to internalize around this work and really around anything in life, any change you want to make, focus on what kind of effort are you putting in and what actions are you taking? And that's it. And let the outcomes happen when they happen. Um, so really leaning into this skill of self-compassion, tender self-compassion, fear self-compassion, accepting what you can't change, taking action on what you can, and working hard to know the difference between those two things. I mentioned it, Kim. I was like, it sounds like basically like the serenity prayer from AA. Um, I don't know who wrote that or where it came from. It's, I know, to me, kind of like a similar idea. I don't remember the exact words to that, but if you're familiar with it, it will make sense. And it, no truer words. Like there's a reason that it is used in that setting for that therapeutic purpose. Um, because it's kind of like, it's like the foundation of life, I feel like. Um, just think about how often we stress ourselves out over things that we can't control all the fucking time, all fucking time. And I'm not saying it's easy to shut that off. It's not easy to shut that off. We need skills. And I'm trying to introduce those skills to you here, identifying these tools for self-compassion. Um, because it's not that we can't take action on anything. We just need to take action on what we can control. And when you consistently take action on what you can control, you become less obsessed with the stuff that you can't, right? Because you're learning to direct your energy. You start, you do start to get results from that. You get outcomes from that. And you're like, oh, this is working. When before you're directing all your energy into stuff you can't control and the results don't come or they do come or they come not in the way you want them to because you couldn't control them. And you're so angry and frustrated and upset that now you're doing something that actually is productive and is actually helping you make progress and it's starting to shift your thinking. And you're like, oh, wow, this is like really helpful. Um, so that's what I wanted to share with this. And, and the kind of another really important piece of self-compassion that I mentioned earlier is that when we feel uncomfortable, we're going through discomfort, we're going through emotional pain, we want to fix it. We want to make it go away, right? And so we ignore our feelings, we, we eat our feelings. We sometimes like say things to ourselves like, oh, everything happens for a reason. And, and, and so like, I, I do have some belief in that. But a lot of times like we'll say platitudes like that just to make ourselves feel better or to try to make someone else feel better. Especially because sitting with other people's pain is really also uncomfortable. We want to say something to like take away that discomfort. But you can't fix that. You can't fix the discomfort of being in a body that you don't like, that you don't feel comfortable in, that you are stuffing excessively with food that you know isn't good for you in a way that isn't good for you. Self-compassion is not about fixing things. It is about 
holding space for what you're feeling and really feeling it and acknowledging it that it's okay and it's normal and it's valid and then taking action on what you can control. It's not about fixing things. And I think that's really important. We go on a diet to fix things. We don't like how our body looks. We overate last night. We got on the scale. We don't like the number. Our pants don't fit the way we want them to. We feel uncomfortable. We don't like that feeling. You know exactly what that feeling is. And we need to fix it. So we go on a diet to fix it. Asking you, not a rhetorical, I mean, rhetorical in that you're listening to a podcast so you can't answer. Does the diet fix it? You know the answer is no, right? One, because the diet doesn't get you the long-term results that you're trying to get. And two, because the diet itself sucks. So it's like you're replacing one discomfort with another. And that's not productive. Um, And just kind of the last piece I wanted to mention, I know I'm a little all over the place, but if you are someone, if you are trying to put some of these self-compassion techniques into practice and you're struggling, a really helpful way to kind of sidestep that is to think about it in the, in the third person. And by that, I mean someone else in your life. I mean, you could think about yourself in the third person too. Um, but because sometimes internalizing these things and thinking about them directly in ourselves is so foreign and such a disconnect that we can't. But I've talked about this before. If you think about like a kid in your life or a really good friend or someone that you really love and care about, how would you talk to them? How would you treat them? How would you guide them and support them through something? Think about it that way and then see what of that you can then reflect back to yourself. And again, that takes practice. Um, but it's just another another way to approach this um, if it's feeling like, oh my God, I can't, I can't be kind to myself. It feels like, feels like I'm settling. I'm being too nice. And that's the other thing. It's like if I'm if I'm too compassionate with myself, like, like nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to change. Like I have to be hard on myself. I have to be disciplined. I have to be like, you know, really rigid and structured. Otherwise like nothing will happen. I'll be unmotivated. It's like, I can't be too soft on myself. And that is why there's these two, there's tender self-compassion and fierce self-compassion, right? It's not about just being like, Oh, like I love myself and this is so hard and I'm just going to like lay on the couch and just feel all my feelings. Yes. Feel all your feelings and then go take action on the things you need to take action on, on what you can control. Um, like, you know, that's, we don't change from punishing ourselves and like beating ourselves up into things. That's not how change, change may happen like that, but it's, it's very short. It's very short lived. Long lasting change happens from taking these two aspects of self-compassion and leaning into that. Um, So this got to be a long solo episode. I wasn't expecting this. That's everything for today. Thank you for listening. Please share with anyone who you think can benefit from this. Add your name to the Eat With Ease wait list. And I will be back on Monday, September 12th with a new episode. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Movement Diaries. If you love this episode or are enjoying this podcast, I'd be so grateful if you left a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want more information or want to learn more about me, 
or anything I offer, you can check me out on Instagram. My handle is just my first name and my last name, Jordana Adelstein. Website is the same thing. I have lots of free classes and tutorials, and I'm always sharing. I'm on Instagram pretty much every day, sharing what's going on in my life and how to make movement and exercise a more joyful part of your routine. Again, thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.